What's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the NBA show with Laurel and Christina. And happy Friday to everybody out there. So, Christina, how's it going out there? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, let's talk about first start is T- uh, the FIBA game with Team USA getting eliminated after being defeated by the Serbians. So, what do you think about the game of Team USA? Do you think they're still good? I mean, I definitely think they have talented guys. Um, but it just goes to show that Europe is really developing their skills and the talent um, in the basketball world. And we see that with the drafts, of the European talents that are drafted into the NBA. Um, but I definitely don't discredit um, Americans. We know that they're probably one of the better countries to produce basketball players. So I think, yes, um, does it stink for them seeing as they are you know, known as a stronger team um, for basketball. But again, I think, you know, it's great to see um, the talent that other countries are producing. Yeah, absolutely. So so that being said, uh, let's talk about some other NBA offseason news. So my question for you is, do you still believe that the Memphis Grizzlies will buy out Andre Iguodala's contract and that he'll end up becoming a Laker? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, great question. I know a lot of people are really, you know, wondering where he's going to be. I honestly, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I think, I think for him, it would be in his best interest to be a part of the Lakers. Um, I think that he'll really, really make a huge impact on the floor. And we definitely, or the Lakers, excuse me, definitely need uh, a defensive force. Um, so I think it would be in their best interest, too. What are your feelings regarding that? I think that – I really think that Andre Iguodala will end up being a Lake – will end up either being a Lake or if not, he'll just have to start the season with the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. So that's what I – that's what I think there. But at the same time, we'll have, uh, maybe Iguodala could be a good building piece for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's another way to flip the coin. Um, definitely can be, be that um, cornerstone for them, as we know that they're definitely in a re- rebuild. Um, I think either way, both teams are going to get a great defensive player. And I think both of them need that asset. Um, um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think either way, if it goes to the Lakers, great vengeance um, out in the West. And if it goes to Grizzlies, again, um, he had, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder and and really, you know, proving that he is that guy on the defensive side of the floor. And who knows? He might even really push to win Defensive Player of the Year. Who knows? So also around the NBA, Sean Livingston announced his retirement today. So what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that I, I, it makes it makes sense. I mean. It's upsetting, but he's had, you know, he's been in the NBA for 15 seasons. Um, He is still quite young, 34, but, I mean, sometimes you just got to listen to your body and you got to really just um, lay down the law, even though mentally, you know, you're wanting to be in the game. And I think think it's a smart decision. Um, Again, I know that he probably want to see himself play a little bit longer, but, again, I think he's had a great season, great seasons, excuse me, all around in his career. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, 
Let's also talk about now uh, Joe Johnson. He is now a member of the Detroit Pistons. Yes, I mean, very exciting. Um, very exciting um, for them um, that they sign, you know, a partial gear. He's partially guaranteed, you know, one-year deal with them. But I think, again, you know, they're wanting to switch things up, add add a different element, you know, and I think, you know, he has that dog mentality that they need. Um, he has a 17-year career um, in, in the NBA, so they're getting a veteran player. Um, is he going to be that guy that they can necessarily look to to really um, perform um, day in and day out? Maybe not. Um, but again, I think it's a great piece in addition to their team. Especially veteran presence for the Pistons, what we talked about before. We think, do you, you think Detroit will end up being a good, uh, a good team in the long run? But I think, I think Detroit's not a top three in the East. Yeah, they're definitely, I don't, I wouldn't put them in the top three in the East as of now. I think that, you know, they're slowly trying to move the needle and really find who they are as a, as a franchise. And that starts with, you know, kind of playing around with your roster, picking up guys um, like Johnson. Um, but I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they're still in the background. I think they still need some work, but they can definitely get there. They definitely can get there. That's for sure. So, with that being said, uh, let's also talk about now. Uh, let's talk about now news surrounding your Toronto Raptors, and we have something to talk about there. Do you do you see Fred Van Fleet being a starter along with Norman Powell? I think so. I think Norman Powell definitely gets overlooked on the Raptors. Um, doesn't get as much minutes as I'd like to see him. Um, but I think these are two guys that you know they've proven that when it's time for them to come out and show, they they definitely do what they have to do on the floor and really um, level up the, the game um, on, on the court. Um, as, we, as we've seen in the final run um, for the Raptors and even in the championship um, game, Fred Van Fleet was there, you know. He was that guy to make the clutch threes, um, you know, hustling both on both ends of the floor and really just bringing a different energy to the court. So I think there's definitely – these two guys are definitely – guys that the Raptors are definitely going to want to implement, implement more into their roster, into their lineup this season. Um, I think they deserve it. I think they're definitely going to put in the work even more now. And I think I think that they are definitely guys that we're going to hear um, people talk about um, over the course of this season. Yeah, absolutely. That's We don't want to overlook those guys. But I think that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a pretty good uh, roster right there. So Question of the, another question today is who, which California team has the better roster, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, or the Kings? Ooh. I'm going to let you start off with this one. I want to say who has the better roster out of the California teams. I don't want to be biased here, but I'm going to say uh, I think who has the better roster right now in the, out of the California teams is the Lakers. And why do you and why do you believe that? AD, LeBron, and then Rondo, okay. and and also Boogie Cousins, if healthy, I think the Lakers have the deeper roster than like the Clippers or Golden State. Golden State doesn't have KD or Draymond, but I'm not betting against Steph and Clay. You know? No, absolutely. Um, I would agree. Um, I definitely think that Lakers um, look stronger, but again, 
you know, we have LeBron James, who was able to do the unthinkable and, you know, really bring Cleveland to um, a championship a few years back. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, probably one of the best big guys in the league. Um, Rajon Rondo, although he's not in his prime anymore, he's definitely still a guy that you can't underestimate his basketball IQ. But again, on the other side, Clippers, they're young, you know. Um, Kawhi Leonard, um, I feel like he's he's been talked about before, um, but I think he's really, really proven to people that really overlooked him because of his silence in the media. Um, but he's a, he's a guy that can lead a team and bring the team to a championship and really take it home. So, and Paul George, we've seen what he did in OKC. So it's a tough, um, it's tough. They're both, I think, somewhat equally matched up, but I definitely would lean a little bit more um, towards the Lakers, um, but we'll see. I think because of the the youth and the, um, um, I, wa- I want to say, Somewhat lack of injuries, although Kawhi Leonard, um, still, you know, we don't know if he's a, if he um, will have that a- aggravating injury again. Um, but we'll see. But I'm gonna stick with the Lakers for now. But who knows? This might be a question we have to bring up as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, also, before we talk about top five NBA teams to look forward to in the upcoming season, uh. Let's talk about a little bit of – let's go to the flip side and talk about the WNBA playoffs. So, I don't know if you watched that, but do you see the Los Angeles Sparks bringing home another title? Um, I haven't really watched much games, if I'm going to be honest, this season. Um, but I definitely think just by from what I've seen so far, I mean, I think they're definitely on their way to being um, – um, champions once again um you know but again we have to also look at a lot of the other teams too that are still in it Uh, for prime example seattle storm a lot of people doubted them um this year because of you know a lot of the injuries on the team you know star player or was um you know wasn't there but you know we'll see but i definitely think that it's looking like it could be in the sparks favor but who knows you definitely like a good come up story yeah, and or Cinderella story. Yeah, it, yeah, because in the WNBA, it's not like the NBA playoffs. They they do it a bit differently now. Yes, they do. Because it's it's not Western and Eastern Conference playoffs. It's just it, they just mix up the bracket and then they do round one, round two, the semifinal, and then whoever wins the semifinal round will play in the WNBA finals. Exactly. But the reason why I'm bringing up the Sparks is because I gotta say I really like I've always been a big fan of Candace Parker. Yes. If you've watched her, because she is she could ball. Yes, she can. I and a lot of these women um, on the WNBA, in the WNBA WNBA excuse me can ball. Um, I just don't think that they get the credit that they deserve, and it also is. There's just not entirely as much exposure and a sense of awe around these athletes. Um, but rightfully so, they can ball. They can really, really ball. And it's, 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 it's fun to watch. Yeah, especially uh, if you look, look at someone, for example, who, who, is, who is one of the top players in the league this year in the WNBA, if you watch them over the summer. Brittany Griner, the one with cornrows. Don't care about that. I think she is a, her, she's a player that just plays very hard. 
a good score. Yeah, exactly. And I think you can see it. You can see it in her game. Um, she she has that um, hustle, hustle in her, the drive. Um, and she's just relentless on the court. And I think um, to see that um, is amazing. And I think they definitely, I would love to see um, the bro- them broadcast more games. I know I'm in Canada, so we don't get as much coverage, um, even for the NBA, uh, let alone WNBA. Um, but I would definitely like to see them really push out um, more games into the mainstream media um, and, uh, and, and really allow us to um, know the franchises more and get to know the athletes um, be, um, that are a part of the franchises as well. I'm actually really happy that NBA 2K20 is including the WNBA. I actually can't wait to play the WNBA teams in the next summer. Exactly. And I think with that little push there, it's going to really draw people more um, and get people more interested, I should say, in watching the game and understanding the mentality behind these WNBA players and really just understanding their game and what they bring to to the sport of basketball. Yeah, I think I think they should, I think 2K should include the WNBA teams going forward because I really think that women in basketball should be recognized. I actually like it and I know that the awards are pretty much the the same format as uh as the NBA awards. Yes, exactly. I mean, a lot of the things share similarities. Of course, there are going to be some differences. But, um, yeah, I think that they definitely need to, and again, just something like the awards, broadcasting that more wide stream so people are able to really um, experience that, more coverage for the, for the WNBA draft. Um, but I think that comes with time, and I think these small steps that networks are making is in the right direction. It is. I feel like that the WNBA should be, the same, be covered the same time as the NBA season, but I – like when they put the the WNBA teams and the NBA 2K, I'm like, that's why, uh, that's why I think uh, I can't wait to play the WNBA season in the uh, in the 2020 summer. You know when the, mm-hmm. exactly when the new season when the new season begins and play with the Los Angeles Sparks. If I had to choose a WNBA team, I like that's the team I would follow. The Los Angeles Sparks. Mm-hmm. I also like the Minnesota Lynx. The Phoenix and also the Seattle Storm, mm-hmm. and the Connecticut Sun. Um, uh, absolutely, being out here in Vancouver, um, uh, definitely Seattle Storm right across the border there. So um, definitely a team that I I tend to follow. Um, uh, but I definitely um, myself playing basketball in high school and just being a woman and and really loving sports and wanting to pursue pursue a career in, in basketball, especially. Um, it's definitely my goal to really follow um, continuing this season and into the future seasons, really following the WNBA and allowing myself to get to know the players and the franchises like I've been able to do, like I've allowed myself to do for the N- um, the NBA. Yeah, and also, uh, also, I also like for the for, for women's basketball, I also, we also, I also like the uh, UConn women's who I really think that they're going to, they're going to be hungrier and determined for another, another national title after they didn't win one last year. Yeah, exactly. I think so too. And even that, like there, like you just said too, I think following, you know, college basketball too. I mean, it, this, there's so much talent um, that, that um, 
female basketball players have and bring in the end. I think that it needs to be recognized more, and I think they need to be respected more for what they do on the court. Yeah, is yeah, and I do like I do like some I I do I really like a lot of Gina Oriamas players like Brianna Stewart from Connecticut, Sue Bird who's who's injured and out for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think Sue Bird will. I'm not sure if Sue Bird's going to retire. I still think she could play at age 38. I think she can play too, and I think um, this season she addressed it at the beginning, like you know. Well, you wouldn't be asking any other athlete um, who particularly is a male, like, so um, how old are you again? And, you know, how long do you see your career lasting in basketball? But because she feels as though she's a female that, you know, she's getting a lot of scrutiny, a lot of eyes on her for her age and her, her health and all that when it comes to her career. But I think she's a phenomenal player, definitely one of, one of the, the top players. And if not the greatest to play in the WNBA, unfortunate that she did have to miss out this season. But like I mentioned earlier, Seattle Storm is still, you know, making a run for the championship. They did win last year. Who knows if they can pull it off and win this year? I think it would be incredible if they if they if they would um, would be able to do that. Um, but to to your point, yeah, I would love to see Sue Sue Bird. Um, continue to play and I would definitely like to make a drive out there just to watch her play too. The reason why I, I'm going to follow the sports more closely now is because of uh, Derek Fisher who used to, who I loved as the Lakers head coach and he's already the head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks and I think he's mm-hmm. going to do a good job coaching these women. I believe so too. I mean he's definitely going to probably in- to implement that Lakers mentality um, and kind of inject it um, however he sees fit um, with the Sparks and I think it's I think it's um. I think it's a great opportunity for him, and I think it's exciting. Yeah, it sure is. And now back to the to the NBA. So my top five NBA teams I'm really excited about this season are the Lakers, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. I would say um, I'm really excited to see the Lakers, Rockets, I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm no, I don't have it in any particular order here. I, did you hear me um, say Denver Nuggets? Yes, I did. Yeah, because I think Denver's gonna the Nuggets are the Denver Nuggets are gonna be so much fun this year. I think they're ready to take that step forward. I think so. So for me, I'm like I said, Lakers, um, Rockets, Hawks. I'm really excited to see what the Knicks are gonna do this year with the addition of um, R.J. Barrett, Iggy Bradzagas. Um, there's a few guys that um, um, I'm really excited to see on the on there. That was four. My last one. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Clippers too. I'm excited to see what Kawhi Leonard is gonna do now that he's back home. Yeah, it's good. And same with Paul George. Same with those guys. There, it's good to have them both back home. But with us, with, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, so so that's gonna end our show. So we'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good.